Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the Andy Staple Show presented by Sling. We're making some picks for Rivalry Week. You're listening to the show if you're listening in podcast form much earlier than usual. This is dropping on a Wednesday. Well, we got a big game on Thursday night, the Egg Bowl. We got big Black Friday games, and then obviously the main events are on Saturday. So We're we doing this on Thursday about. so that you could get it out of the way for the Egg Bowl, not because we wanted to spend time with our families, just so you know. The, exactly, exactly. That's yeah. it. We're recording it Tuesday night. Uh, if you watched live on our college football playoff ranking reaction show, that was actually like 10 minutes ago in real time. Basically, we refilled our drinks and came back. So your drinks, your your drinks. My multiple drinks, yes, that yes. we discussed in, in <laughs> vivid detail on the on the last show. Yeah, what do you got there, Andy? Uh, orange soda and coffee? <laughs> <laughs> it is always something like that. I do it with alcohol, too. I, I'll, I'll do it with like a, an old-fashioned and a beer. Like, well, that's not weird, I don't think. I, I, it's... I, I think it's weird. I, I think everything I do in terms of consumption is pretty weird. So I'm going to start using, saying it's bizarre. Like, I like bizarre is a good word. How bizarre. How bizarre. Uh, you're, you're too young for that song. Da, 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 oh, okay. Da, right. Yeah, I know this. Ooh, baby. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm not yeah, too young t- for that. T- terrible song. So, uh, well, we got to pick some games. But before we do, this was a little bit left over from the the cfp ranking reaction show and you texted it to me as we were wrapping up and it was something that i would think about a little bit as the the things were, were showing up in real time but when you look at it just in black and white like you texted to me it is really well, weird well let me read really it to weird you because yeah, go ahead read the, i took read this off of um uh ryan donnelly's twitter feed because i had been thinking a little bit about like why are we reacting to last weekend's games when the college mm-hmm. football playoff committee is supposed to be cumulative cumulative through the year? Yeah. So here's the tweets that he posted and I sent to you. I wanted to make sure I credited him for that, but oh, I I, we're going to have a better conversation. Than sure he he does too. Yes. Tennessee blew out LSU in Tiger Stadium and beat Bama too. They have mm-hmm. as many quality wins and ranked wins as LSU and beat them head to head at their place. They have more quality and ranked wins than Bama and beat them head to head. It makes no sense to have them number 10. These are supposed to be power. These are not supposed to be power rankings. The last week's performance. It's a joke. Alabama is one and two against ranked opponents and should have three losses. If Texas could tackle airless, you barely beat a mediocre Arkansas team two weeks ago. So like if you, and this is where we cut that off now and we go into us. If you took Tennessee's resume and you removed Mm -hmm. the dates from the games, Correct. And you also signified head-to-head wins and the scores of those games. Yes. And you handed them to somebody, and you didn't know when these happened. You say, why you is have a, one of why these is, teams five you spots above the other, and you got it five wrong? five and ten. Yes. So there is a little bit of AP Polishness here. Yeah. And I but, don't know. But if know, I were voting in the AP poll, I would have a very hard time ranking LSU above Tennessee. Right. But because most people do. What was the AP poll this week? I haven't looked at it yet, but I bet you I bet it's anything. Funny because that we, don't, we don't even look at it anymore. Because I don't even, it doesn't matter. But how about pull it up here real quick? All right, let's look at the it. The AP poll. It's harder to find these days. Uh, I got it. LSU okay. six, Tennessee's nine. Nine. Yeah. Because the Same AP problem. Poll, yeah. So the question is the only thing that I could say as a reaction to this. Mm-hmm is that the committee is looking at these teams and even though their resumes are similar or Tennessee with the head-to-head matchups has a better resume than LSU, and I think you can make that case, that they are viewing these teams in the current iteration of what they are based on how they're trending. And Tennessee's quarterback that got hurt is out. Yeah. carried the entire team is out for the year now, unfortunately. 
So if that's the explanation, I understand that. But we always have to remind ourselves that when you lost a game isn't technically supposed to matter. It's about the entire resume in one pot and you sift through that. And because if that's the case, then Ohio State's win over Notre Dame is less prestigious than even Marshall's maybe, or maybe vice versa because Marshall, like if you're trying to, yeah, Ohio State's win over Notre Dame shouldn't mean as much as as USC's potential. If they beat beat Notre Dame, because Notre Dame is much better now. So that's the thing that is interesting about these polls or the, this rankings is that what are, what are we doing in that room? Are we doing the thing that you think they always do, which is what they should be doing, I guess, is who do we think is the better team? Yeah. But with, with, with Hendon Hooker healthy, nobody going into last weekend before he got injured and before the Tennessee game happened, the South Carolina loss, would have said that they believe that LSU is a better football team than Tennessee. Right. And after what happened to Tennessee on Saturday, I still don't know if I believe with Hendon Hooker that LSU is better than the current Tennessee. So why are they ranked five spots ahead of them? It is a, it is a great question. And, you know, you, you could say, oh, well, they got blown out by South Carolina, so that changes everything. Well, LSU got blown out by somebody too, Tennessee. Tennessee. So that counts too. But And it should count more, right? Right, but they have a built-in excuse in this case because of the Hinton Hooker injury. They can yeah, just but say, I, with, but this isn't a, a unique thing. I think this happens yeah. regularly. This would have happened if Hinton Hooker hadn't gotten hurt. If Hinton Hooker were healthy and starting against Vanderbilt this week, and this still would have happened. For sure. There's no way that they would be five and LSU would be 10 because they were already ranked ahead of them last week, weren't they? Yeah. Chris Callahan goes, it's so LSU if they win against Georgia, they can put them in the top four. I think you're exactly right, Chris. I think it's, 100% it's right. if. It's if they win, yeah, sure, but they are definitely going to. Oh, absolutely. There is no possible way or scenario in the I've history been telling of the you world. this since LSU clinched that as long as they didn't lose another game, if they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, they are in the playoff. Just simplify it. The SEC champion, regardless of what it looks like, will never not they, get in. I, if, if they had three losses, would they get in? I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't know. I, if I, LSU had another weird loss on there and they won, what would you think? I don't think they get in. But You don't? They've they've left a conference champ out before in favor of. So what are you saying? There's no. So you would say if Georgia was undefeated and LSU was three lost team. Let's say LSU mm-hmm. lost to Arkansas. Right. It, it it'd be would Georgia go then still? Yeah, it'd be like Ohio State in sixteen, going over Penn State. Yeah. Because you're not so, going to have a a no SEC playoff. No, it's just no, not going to put somebody in there. So, but that's not the case this time. And again. Maybe I'm just a little too confident in Georgia. I don't know. I just I don't think Georgia's a great matchup for LSU. Yeah, I mean, I think we all I don't think uh Georgia's a great matchup for anybody. I mean, who is a good matchup for Georgia? Ohio State is the one that I would be most scared of if I was Kirby. They're the only ones that have the players, but who's a good matchup? Like who does something that Georgia can't handle on either side of the ball? We thought it how, could have been Tennessee, didn't we? We thought that Tennessee USC's would be his offense. I don't know. No. The problem is I think Georgia would score so much on USC's defense that it wouldn't matter. I think that SC could put up 31 points against Georgia's defense and lose by 30. <laughs> I think you might be right. It would be just an up and down game. And that's what well, Georgia- who would you have said's offense was better before the Georgia game, USC or Tennessee. Like we thought Tennessee had the perfect offense going into that game. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I, like maybe I Jordan know. Addison's better than Hyatt. I don't know. T- is he? Tennessee was a better running team than USC's been. Like USC runs the ball effectively. Tennessee is a better quarterback. Um, I think Caleb might be better, but it, it, there's not. People there's are not a Caleb team I would pick. He better be. There's not a team I would pick to beat Georgia right now. There's not a single team, which is so why you they're could, you, one. Could, you could look at Ohio State and the only team that you could that you might pick. We'll, we'll find out later in the show who you're picking in the in that game. Go, go black say, 45 says we'll love to see Iowa's defense against Georgia. We've seen Iowa's defense against Ohio State. Like, no, we don't want to see that. Georgia would score a ton on Iowa. I think Iowa's defense's Achilles heel is playing against dudes everywhere offenses. Yeah. Dudes everywhere, as always, is the problem. Yeah. And the name of our future OnlyFans page. All yes. right, Ari, let's get to these picks. Our What to Watch For game presented by Sling will be on ESPN on Thanksgiving night. 
That's right. You'll watch some NFL. There will be NFL on against this, by the way, but we're, we're watching the Egg Bowl. Relegate the NFL to the, to the second screen. You want to watch Mississippi State going to Oxford as a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Will Rogers, the Mississippi State quarterback, has asked Lane Kiffin for his towel after the game is over. It's like a jersey swap, except because it's Lane Kiffin's towel, because that's that's his thing. Is he, is he going to give him his jersey? I hope so. That would be awesome. I think Lane Kiffin should give away the, the sweatshirt he wears in the first half. Have you noticed that Lane Kiffin changes sweatshirts at halftime? Yes, I have. Yeah. So the come to Do the sweatshirt. Do we know why sweatshirt. he does that? We should have asked when we were there. Yeah. Yeah, the come to the sip sweatshirt is the one I want. And that's usually he usually wears the the cheekier sweatshirt in the first half and the more kind of staid, you know, stoic sweatshirt in the second half. Yeah. Maybe it's just like the explanation of something funny like I sweat a lot. Probably. I I've watched Bruce Pearl sweat through a suit before. So, it's it's entirely Have you possible. Have ever seen Sean Miller coach an NCAA tournament game with a oh, white yeah. dress shirt? Yeah. Oh, it's it's terrible. <laughs> It's that that would be me. Like if I were a college basketball coach, the best thing that, that, that would have happened to me if I'd have been a college basketball coach was when when they went casual a couple of years ago and didn't have to go back to wearing the suits because I would never make it in a suit. I would you know sweat what, through the suit in the first three minutes. You know what I would I've always wondered, um, you know, back before your curling the your car days, you know, strength <laughs> and fitness. Did you ever like out of shape, like doing like normal things around the house that would wind you for some reason, like no. carrying water bottles up the stairs? No, like, because have... I was heavy, but I was always in good shape. I was always exercising. Well, there are certain things that would cause a normal person who's not in great shape around the house to mm-hmm. become winded. Yes. And I've always wondered what would being the head coach of a football team be like from a strenuous activity standpoint? Because there are some heavy coaches. Mm-hmm. There are some older coaches. Well, and, and a and lot I've of always. The- a lot of the coaches that their idea of exercising is they wear a sweatshirt at practice. And that's like, how they try to sweat they off the physically pounds. exhausted in the third quarter from running around or is it so hocked up on adrenaline that you don't really, I think it's adrenaline and smelling salts. Yeah. I don't know like, if they, if they take a, you know, one of those uh, cortisone shots in the middle of the game, you know, to get things <laughs> I mean, it's like a B12 shot. I, I, I doubt that, but no, it's it, Bill it, Snyder running around up and down the sideline when he was coaching a case. No, he's like, taking notes. He just takes notes. Yeah. And God know. forbid, if you do something wrong and Bill Snyder takes a note, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be bad news for you. Okay. So who do you got in the game? So this is a very interesting game because Ole Miss got shelled by Arkansas. If you can run the ball on Ole Miss, you can beat Ole Miss. I don't know if Mississippi State's going to care to run the ball. There, there have been times when they play, like when Mississippi State played a KJ Jeffersonless Arkansas, they ran the ball a bunch on them. Mm-hmm. But will they do that, or will they insist on throwing it sixty times? I that that's my problem because if, if well, they I mean come the coach's job 60, is to identify what the other team's issue is and exploit it. So, but you've met this coach. <laughs> I have, yes, uh, Mike Leach. Doesn't always do that. He gets in a rhythm and he's like, But they like, are okay, a better running team this year than they have been in the past, though, right? Yes. Sort of. I just, I, I think if they if they come in and try to chuck the ball 60 times, they're probably not going to win. If they take advantage of the fact that Ole Miss is not great at stopping the run, I think they got a shot. Yeah. I think that's fair. Because Ole Miss is going to try to run down their throat. And, and this could State be, uh, is not a team that's easy to run down their throat, by the way. The last day, too, for Lane Kiffin to be the head coach of Ole Miss, that, according, according to reports. Well, according to reports. Sorry, report. And, and, and to common sense that have we – now, maybe this changes by the time this podcast is dropped, but we've not had a Lane Kiffin contract announcement at Ole Miss, right? Not that I've seen. My guess is the moment he accepts a new contract at Ole Miss, that would be blasted out publicly. So yes. that has yet to be yet to happen yet. So yep. and and anytime somebody tells you they've done it, they're just holding it for a certain time off in the future, that's not true. <laughs> it's that's not how it's going. You know, sometimes they'll, they'll if there's nothing going on, they'll hold it for PR purposes. But when they're trying to put out the fire that is Oh no, Auburn may take our coach. The reason why the contract has an extra digit in there is because they want to release it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know what's going to happen. If if 
the more I think about it, and, and I feel bad, I answered a mailbag question I think wrong a few weeks ago because somebody asked me if the state law in Mississippi that limits the public employee contracts to four years, if that was going to make a difference. And I was like, I don't think so because, you know, it's still a lot of money either way. And the the situation at Ole Miss, you could argue, is actually better. It's going to get easier when the divisions go away. But then the more and more I think about it, like, let's say they, they, they are offering $10 million a year. That means there's a piece of paper that guarantees 40, and, and it's fully guaranteed. There's a piece of paper that guarantees 40 million, and then there's a piece of paper that guarantees 90 or 100 million. We're all signing the bigger one. I'm sorry, we're all signing the bigger one. I'm signing the bigger one. I mean, maybe Lane's, maybe Lane doesn't. Maybe Lane's a different different cat. But you you heard how he answered the "Would you rather" questions. Very financially driven answers. That's true. He, he, I mean, he went Biff Tannen immediately on the. I'm not saying the guy's driven by money, but you know, is he Biff Tannen? Yes. Sports almanac back pocket. I know it's. Uh, is he going to turn? If he takes the Auburn job, will he turn Auburn into the Hill Valley of alternate 1985? Like, will will there be fires just erupting everywhere? I didn't know Biff's last name till you just said it. And so didn't? it took me a second to get. What's his last Tannen? Yeah, Tannen. T A N N E N. Didn't know that. It's been a while <laughs> since I've seen Back to the Future. <laughs> well, Back to the Future two which is my favorite of the series. You got to go into the future of 2015 with the flying skateboards and then you get alternate 1985 where Biff runs Hill Valley. Yeah. Would, would Lane be that guy in Auburn? Like, or maybe he, he would have just stayed at Tennessee. Maybe he would have. Who knows? They could give him a big contract too, but I think they're happy with Josh Heupel. So, yeah, I think things are going okay there. All right. So I'm going to take Ole Miss here. I'm going to take Ole Miss to win. I think they're going to run the ball pretty well. I, I don't have as much faith in Mississippi State to take advantage of the rushing yards that will probably be available to them. That's, I'm with that's you. That's my scary yeah. part. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. We are headed to Black Friday. Ari, where would you like to start on Black Friday? Would you like Drake May or I know where we should go? I think we should go to Iowa City where, you know what they're doing in Iowa City on Thanksgiving Day? Uh, booking their trips to Indy. They're eating cottage cheese. I'm going to go with cottage cheese. <laughs> and I like... Uh, <laughs> what? I've never heard anybody eating cottage cheese on Thanksgiving in my entire what? life. What? This is amazing. Is that a normal Is that a normal side dish? I'm not even joking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Andy? I mean, uh, yeah, I've that's... never heard of this. Never. <laughs> okay, I'm yeah. Once. <laughs> That's our Iowa beat writer, Scott Docterman. He was so confident. His number four Thanksgiving side cottage cheese. 
You know what? You know what the thing too is that like we don't even talk about that black olives was next. Like that, the cottage cheese is like I the was, one that I was more fine with black. But again, I am a black olive lover. I put black olives on my pizza whenever possible. I like black olives too. I like a lot of things that I. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't draft orange chicken. But I will say we like at our family gatherings, regardless of the holiday, there is now at least in the last probably year or so, there's a charcuterie board out. I know, so but there that's are like a, olives to be. There's eaten always crackers and finger yeah. foods before yeah. you eat. Yeah, can we? We got to talk about football because there's a soccer. There's a soccer discussion that broke out oh, in our comments right now. Good and, lord! You Stop. know what? I, I I was talking with the group chat of some people with the athletic, and my diagnosis of what soccer is, Andy, mm-hmm. is that it, all soccer is if Illinois Iowa game ended in a tie, <laughs> and and everyone was in their underwear. That's and somebody faked an injury three times. That's it. That that's exactly right. You've you've nailed it. Are you a soccer guy? Do you like watching no. it? Nope. Okay. No. I know there's a lot of people who like it. I just I uh, wish I, I, everybody's like you just don't understand the nuance of it. I'm like I just like things yeah. to happen. Are you watching I, Premier sorry. League? So much better quality. Is the World Cup not good? Like I thought this was a big deal. Like the teams aren't good. Yeah, that's Chris Callahan and asking telling us better quality in the Premier League. No, it's still soccer. Like, it's still going to end one to nothing. The only way I watch soccer is if I bet under a half. <laughs> a half a goal. It's just, that's the under. There you go. All uh, right. Ne- Nebraska yeah, is a, I find a, it strange, Andy, if the World Cup isn't the best quality of soccer. Isn't this the biggest soccer event on the face of the earth? Well, no. I mean, it would be like, it's just like basketball. Like, What's more prestigious, the and, soccer? But, but an NBA game, an NBA basketball game between two best NBA teams is probably better than the Olympics, an Olympic game that doesn't involve the U S team. So, but like, what's the most, the most prestigious soccer championship you can win is not the, the world cups. Well, I mean, like if you asked, if you asked England champions league, or if you asked somebody who lived in England, would you rather have a man, U championship, a Olympic gold medal or oh, a FIFA wanna, World Cup. They want to bring it. They, they want to bring it home. They want to bring the cup home. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. It means they win the cup and they bring what it home. cup? What which the event? World is the, Cup. Okay, so the World Cup is the most prestigious to them. Yeah, Nick uh, Terry. I've be, I've bet uh, Japanese baseball. I've bet <laughs> uh, beach volleyball, and I bet bowling. I've bet, you bet beach volleyball. What what, what what do you even do? I bet a sport that I had to. Uh, I don't even remember what it was. Uh, I had to stream at three thirty in the morning, uh, and it did what I didn't even know the rules, and they were speaking in a different language. <laughs> Isn't that the first sign you have a problem, or maybe just, the seventeenth sign I, you have a problem? I'm just a man who knows how to have a good time, you know. I, uh, yeah, I thought that, so. The World Cup is the number one thing in the world. So, so when somebody says it's literally the most important thing in the world for most of the sporting world, well, guess what? I don't live in the world. So I why live are you in telling the US me? Of a. So why did he tell me to watch? The Premier League, then, when this is more important, get out of here. It makes no but sense. There's too many like, tournaments. Again, it'd be like saying an NBA Finals game is probably better than an Olympic basketball game that doesn't involve the U.S. team. So, it's I understand what they're saying. It's still a very boring sport. Yeah, there, just, where no one ever scores. And I'm sorry sh- if you don't, if that offends you. There should be a shot clock for how much time you can spend in your back end with your own ball. And there should be a limit on how many times you can pass it back and forth to each other. A lot of grab ass going on in that game. Like there should be like a, lot a, 15, of grab ass. a 15 pass limit before you have to shoot. <laughs> also, you can just draw a line on the field and decide that's where offsides and onsides, how that works. Hockey's got that figured out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't understand what we, also, where we went wrong. Every here. high school gym in America has a clock that counts down and you can stop when the ball goes out of bounds and start it again when the ball goes back in bounds. Like there's a 14 year old freshman who's figured out how to operate that. And soccer can't figure that out. They got to count it up. And then the officials like, oh, I'm going to add nine minutes to this. I don't know why, but I feel like nine. And there's no like more <laughs> grueling thing where if you bet a soccer game that like undisclosed amount of time at the end of the game where you don't know when the game's going to end. <laughs> at least it's not ripe to be fixed. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I, I just don't understand where a, why a soccer discussion broke out in our comments. Because uh, it's World Cup time. 
Because Saudi Arabia upset Argentina. That's that's why. Uh, the fact that you know that is you're Saudi a step Arabia ahead of upsetting it. Argentina is a is a massive upset. It would be a big. It's obviously a bigger upset than if Iowa upset Nebraska. What was the final I mean, score? Not, one Nebraska, to nothing. It was two to one. If Nebraska wow. upset Iowa, that is Nebraska is a ten and a half point dog in Iowa City. I am dragging this back to to its subject matter. Nebraska at Iowa. I have no faith in Nebraska. Ari. I actually think Iowa's offense is going to score on them. I think they are. Yeah, I think this is going to, this is an easy. I think I double digit win. Ari, what do we always pick? What's the one we we, we do point spreads for the most part? Over, What's the under. one total we always pick? Iowa. 38 and a half. Over. 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 Yeah, over. I'm with you. Yeah. So, I like yeah, I Iowa. Think, I like laying the points and I like the over. I think Iowa's going to score in the 30s in this game. I think yeah, I think Iowa rolls here. I'm going to say that again. I think Iowa is going to score in the 30s in this game. I'm, Spicy. I'm, it's hot. That's hot. All right. Let's head to Friday night. Tallahassee. They moved this game to Black Friday. I remember the Florida fans were, were not pleased that it got moved to Black Friday. They thought that was kind of a chintzy thing to do. But everybody's going to be watching it. Florida, nine and a half point underdog at Florida State, which is eight and three. Very quiet eight and three for the Seminoles this year. This is, is Florida is Florida and pack it in and let's get to the offseason mode yet? That's a great question because they did just lose to Vanderbilt. And yeah. a, a lot of the questions around Gainesville are are centering on is Anthony Richardson gonna gonna enter the draft? Because while he has not shown that he's one of the best quarterbacks in America in college football, measurables potential his measurable ceiling potential greater than any other quarterback in this class. His traits are greater. You would argue that C.J. Stroud, that Bryce Young, that Will Levis, that Hendon Hooker are all better at football than him, though. And that's that's the weird thing. So what happens there is an interesting question to me. I have a theory. Okay. I like announcing these things to you. I don't know why. Please, please do. Do you think that the NFL draft would be more precise with hits and misses if there wasn't a combine? That's a good question because the the pandemic year was like that. And who Dane Brugler and I were talking about this on Prospects of Pros, and I'm now I'm blanking on which which quarterback he was. Oh, Tua. It's Tua. So Tua was hurt and the pandemic happened. So nobody could watch Tua work out. They just basically had to go off Tua's film in Alabama. Which is crazy. Like, why would you got look at the game film? Num- right. And he got drafted number five, where I think if you had had all of those things and he'd not been able to work out or let's say he hadn't hurt his hip and had been able to work out you would have been kind of nitpicking his his height you, you there there'd be things to nitpick and they didn't nitpick it and they picked him number five and it turns out he's a pretty damn good college or pretty damn good pro quarterback when you have yeah Tyree i think that Dale the, to throw to don't draft over like just measurables over tape is weird to me Agreed. So, but it happens constantly. I mean, Agreed. I think that if you go back and you look at the the quarterback draft two years ago when there were five first round quarterbacks drafted, like they got it in the wrong order. Well, and, and like I think we're starting everybody to figure in the NFL it out. loves Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson may be getting benched in favor of Joe Flacco. Like the fact that Justin Fields got drafted behind those guys is insane to me. It's like, did anybody watch him play football? And like, I know that he's not off to a great start, but it's starting to kind of that's manifest. why in in this particular class. If I had to pay, take a quarterback, it's going to be Bryce Young because he's the best at football. That's right. If I were a GM, I would take the quarterback that's best at football. Um, and like, if you could go redraft those five players, like who would you take one out of that draft class? Probably Fields. Uh, uh, well, is that the, that's uh, that's the Trevor Lawrence one? I'd probably still take Trevor. Yeah, probably Trevor Fields. Then the other three, though, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not messing like, with Zach Wilson. You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. What's that? Those were that's the exact order of how good they were at football that year, and that's that's the same as the Mitch Trubisky Deshaun Watson thing. And and let, let's leave out the other Deshaun Watson stuff that we learned about later. But if Matthew C just called them an NFL bust, dude, the guy's like killing it right now. You talking about Justin Fields? Yeah, he said he's yeah, always he's gonna, fine. playing a dummy offense in the college. He's always been going to be a bust in the NFL. He doesn't know how to play the position. Yeah, they've already figured. They, they've actually figured out how to use him. I don't know why it took. It took Two six weeks staffs. or seven weeks. Well, but yeah, I was going to yeah. say, it took a coaching staff getting fired and then these guys not going, 
hey, why don't we just do the thing that our quarterback does well? We've got but, a football card of Justin Fields is worth five grand in this chest behind us. So like, I'm, I'm hoping he plays well. So speaking of why don't we do the thing our quarterback does well, Florida needs to run Anthony Richardson. If Florida runs Anthony yeah. Richardson in this game, there's a chance the Gators pull the upset. If they just want to have him drop back in the pocket and get teed off on by Jared Verse, that's probably not going to win the game for him. Yeah, and the thing, too, is it's like how bad does Florida want it? This is a rivalry game. But Florida's actually made a lot of momentum in the recruiting world right now. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels like, all right, let's wrap this stuff up and let's get the signing day almost, which I, you know, I'm okay with. But do they have enough in the tank to go out there and play a really good game against a Florida State team that seems to be taking a lot of pride in what they're putting out on the yeah, field? Yeah, and Ono 224 pointing out uh, Ventro Miller out for the first half because he got called for targeting in the second yeah. half of again. That's even worse. Like Jordan Travis going to be licking his chops for, for no Ventro. Miller is their best player, isn't it? Uh, not physically their best player, but certainly heart and soul of the defense kind of player. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, it's, this is trending toward Florida state, but Florida's such a weird team. Like they looked unstoppable against South Carolina, the same yeah. South Carolina team that crushed Tennessee. Yeah. And then they looked awful against Vanderbilt. So I, I, I have no idea what they are. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll save this for a show after Thanksgiving, but I'm curious about early returns on Napier and how it feels out there because uh, people happy, sad, mixture. The stuff like, he actually got hired for, he seems to be doing pretty well at. Yeah. But then the, the other stuff that you also need to be good at, there's some questions like, again, the running Anthony Richardson part. Run Anthony Richardson if you would like to win. Just treat the guy like Cam Newton. Because that, that's what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, so that, that would be a good way to do it. All right, all right, let's let's move to Saturday. Speaking of South Carolina, I, I think this is a, this is probably a good place to go. Another ACC SEC rivalry. South Carolina coming off, and and by the way, these lines all presented by BetMGM totals presented by BetMGM. Our partners there. We are headed to Vegas for Championship Week. We're doing live shows from Mandalay Bay on Championship Saturday and on the day that the final playoff field is announced. We cannot wait. But let's talk about this line, South Carolina. 14 and a half point underdog at Clemson. I will tell you this as someone who grew up rooting for South Carolina. My first thought at the end of the Tennessee South Carolina game was, well, Clemson's going to kill him now. Yeah. Is that how it works? Yes. Um, you know, Hey, but maybe it's a different, uh, a different time. You got a Beamer as a head coach now. I mean, what I, was that? Like, what? I mean, I saw reports about some NIL fight or something in the Tennessee locker, uh, you know, all, all the rumors. Rattler. They looked, looked like the Spencer awesome. Rattler that we all thought he would be. No, but you know what I was most impressed with was the physicality in which they played the game. Yes. Like they looked fast. They looked big. They looked they hungry. Looked, they I mean, looked they, like they looked when they beat the crap out of Florida in 2021. I think and, that and team. they decided to fire Dan Mullen after that game. I think the team that we saw against Tennessee beats Clemson. I don't know that we'll ever see that team again, though. They're like. And like, that, does that team did that team look good because uh, because Tennessee was just not having it that night? It just wasn't it wasn't their day for whatever reason. They weren't. I don't. That was one of the weirdest games I've ever seen because if you again if you go back a week, South Carolina looked incompetent on every side of the ball against Florida. Three scores is a lot for this Clemson team. I think. I know. I know. Boo Corrigan says they've got dudes everywhere on defense. It's not true. It's on the I think I'm going to take South really Carolina on this one, I think. I think I've I, seen too much, and I'm going to take I, Clemson to cover. Putting my uh, Well, Clemson covers this game, and that's more juice into the Clemson to the playoff. Uh, you know, I, mean, I think if they beat South Carolina by, by 15 or more than, you know, with the way that they oh. played the previous week, that'd be a pretty good little win for them. Yeah. Here's another spicy SEC-ACC rivalry matchup that I wasn't even thinking about before a little piece of news dropped this week. Louisville, three-point underdog at Kentucky. Kentucky that's just extended Mark Stoops. He's going to make $8.3 million a year. That The deal was apparently done before the Vanderbilt game, and they were going to announce it, and then they lost to Vanderbilt, and they decided not to announce it. They did announce it after they lost to Georgia, which was expected anyway. But this is a strange season for Louisville. They lose to they lose to Syracuse early. They go to UCF, and if they lose to UCF, I think Scott Satterfield might be done. But they win that game. 
they still are up and they lost to Boston College, but then they 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 get better. Last week they beat NC State with Mo, no Malik Cunningham. It's a it's a very strange situation. He is day to day, and Satterfield is quote unquote optimistic that Malik Cunningham can play against Kentucky, which has not been particularly great in the last month. I saw you dunk on our boy too. That was that was. That's because he's whining about NIL and tampering. I'm like, you just lost a Vandy and got a raise. Quit whining about it. Your school clearly has the money. I cannot believe you dunked on our boy. I, best listen, job in America. It is the best job in America. They yeah. they, uh, they further reinforced point. that <laughs> this week. Like, you don't even have to beat Vandy and we'll give you a raise. Yeah, he can, you know, with the situation he has in life, he, he can survive a little Andy dunk, I think. I think uh, so, too. I think he'll be okay. I like Louisville a lot in this game. I, I'm amazed that we're sitting here talking about this because Kentucky just crushed Louisville last year. Just crushed yeah. them. I'm, I don't think that's happening. I think this will be an interesting game. I think this will be a good one. If Cunningham plays, I think there's a real good chance that Louisville covers and, and maybe wins outright. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Speaking of rivalries, let's go to an in-conference rivalry. We're going to the Apple Cup. We're going to Pullman. Washington, only a two-point favorite in Pullman. I just want to see Michael Penix chucking the ball around in Pullman. This could be a shootout of epic proportions. This could be, could be a blizzard one. or something. Is there some yeah, this weird could wind that- up being the game that we talk about being our favorite of that day. I'm excited about it. Uh it doesn't mean much unless, in terms of the Pac-12 title game, unless Oregon loses to Oregon State and Utah loses to Colorado. I can tell you right now, Utah ain't losing Colorado. Oregon and that's the only way Oregon Washington State. gets into the Pac-12 championship yes. game. Like they're Buffalo yes. fans. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I, Washington State's kind of been a weird team this year. You know, they, I mean, they put up 41 points against Oregon. Like they can score. And played them they, really tough. Forced Oregon to do a, have a fourth quarter comeback to win that game. So and they've won three in a row too. So they're playing pretty well. And yeah. this is a rivalry game. The weather might be weird. I think I'm taking the points here, pal. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. Let's stay in the Pac-12. Oregon is a three-point favorite in Corvallis. I've been telling you for two weeks now. Don't automatically assume the Ducks win this game. This is this is Vegas telling you that. Don't automatically assume the Ducks win this game. Oregon State is tough on both lines of scrimmage. If they protect the ball, this could be a lower scoring game. I'm 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 thinking this is gonna be a fun one. Yeah, I am too. And Oregon State is eight. Oregon three. State should have beaten USC. They threw four picks in that game. That's the reason they lost to USC. Yeah. So it could be a nine and two team with a win over the team we think going to the playoffs. The one thing that's concerning to me is they did get their doors blown off on the road at, in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe puts you in as a susceptible nature into thinking if you have a bad game. But I, I actually think I like Oregon State to win this game. Let us move back into the playoff. Andy, picture. you have to pick. Oh, oh, okay. I'm taking the Ducks. Ducks are going to cover. I know I'm the one saying worry, worry, worry. I think the Ducks cover. Sorry. Anticlimactic, I know. Yeah. Iowa State is a 10-point underdog at TCU. I'm done, and I have been done for a while. I've been on the TCU train. I've been the one saying for the last few weeks, I'm taking TCU until they lose. They did not cover last week, but they also didn't lose. Still taking TCU. Uh, TCU is not going to trip this week. I I think that uh, the Big 12 championship game is going to be a hell of a lot of fun, though. Yeah, the K-State game I is is one that I would worry more about them faltering. This Iowa State has a very good defense, but again, because we've seen TCU win in multiple ways, like Iowa State is going to try to drag TCU into the same kind of game they played against Texas, and TCU is going to win that game. I just kind of like feel like TCU is just two wins away against teams that they will be favored on away from like avenging the 14 disaster. Just get it done, guys. Don't blow it. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a lot of years where you're in this position. This team feels different than that team, too. That team that team just had to win track meets. Again, this team wins in multiple ways, and I think that's important. We'll be right back after these words. But let's stay in the Big 12. There's an intriguing game. This is one we're not talking about it all this week. This will generate a lot of offseason conversation depending on how this thing goes. Baylor is an eight and a half point underdog at Texas. Texas 
annihilated Kansas last week. Came back from the TCU loss and crushed Kansas. Baylor probably should have beaten TCU, but didn't. If Baylor goes into Austin and beats Texas, I'm talking existential crisis in Austin. It's going to be nasty. And you think I know we're still in potential for existential crisis mode in this season? Yeah, five losses? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Listen, Four's I, pretty ugly, too. I mean, when, when I said in a podcast with Arnold Richardson, and our friend from Orange Bloods before the season, that I thought Sark would be safe even at six and six because of Arch and, and the recruiting momentum and all that. The fans that were on that went berserk at the idea that I would think they could possibly lose six games. Now, they don't, they're not going to lose six games, but they might lose five. And, and those fans were like, no, nine and three, eight and four, eight and four at the worst. Like, no, no, no. You got to win this one to go eight and four. Yeah, no, I think Texas is going to win the game. Oh, I, I'm taking Baylor in this one. To win. Especially if you're going to give me eight and a half points. No, I'm taking them to cover. Uh, okay, but, yeah. But I wouldn't be shocked if they went out right. But if you're going to yeah, give me eight and a half points, I'm going to take them. I mean, them. Texas won 55 to uh, 14, was it? So uh, Against Kansas? Against Kansas. Kansas and, and I, Baylor I are different teams. I know. I, <laughs> Baylor is good. They run the ball very well. I think coming off of a game, God, I don't want, why do you make me pick Texas games? I can't do it right. Why do you do this to me? How about one of these? Does that just means like not up or down? Can I just be like, I don't know. <laughs> horns even. <laughs> horns even. Horns down the middle. Horns um, equal. I like, I like Texas to cover. I don't know. At home. I, that's a message. That's a message board geniuses game right there. If ever there was one. Yeah. If ever there was I mean, was nobody's one. getting fired, but like. Uh, no. Absolutely not. But boy, are they going to get mad. All right. Big rivalry. Iron Bowl. Auburn is a three-plus touchdown underdog at Alabama. 21 and a half points. Ari, I I have a, a story out on Carnell Williams and the Auburn seniors. I spoke to Carnell Williams on Tuesday. I was ready to suit up and run through a wall after talking to him. I cannot believe how he's flipped the script on this team. Do I think they can beat Alabama? Probably not. Do I if think they, they beat Alabama, would it be a 30 for 30? It might be. It might be. I, I, I got to tell you, even if they don't win, what Carnell Williams has done to just get Auburn football back to a place where it should be with the new coach coming in yeah. is incredible. And all, he's, and, and all he's done is be himself. The problem with this game is you want to buy into the storyline so bad. Right. But like I'm, everybody's I'm not like saying to, take the Auburn money line. That would be crazy. No, I know. But everybody like wants to think this is going to be a close game because who wouldn't want to play hard for Cadillac? You know? Right. And it's like, what if they're just physically incapable of hanging? You oh, know, you Alabama, gotta, Alabama's just better. But this isn't Alabama with Jamison Williams and John Mechie. This isn't Alabama with, with Devontae Smith. Like, who's going to be scoring all these points? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that Auburn is the the place that most people are going to lean toward. Um, I probably would too, but I don't think I would bet this game in real life. I, I, I will take Auburn to cover. I think Alabama will win. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just too many points in this, in this situation under these circumstances. If this were a different Alabama team, if there's sort of the two years ago, Alabama team, I'd be taking Alabama and be like, no, it's, it's not, you need to go four touchdowns. But I'm not saying that with this particular Alabama team. Yeah, so. I'm with you. All right. We're down down to the two biggies. We're okay. doing them in reverse chronological order. The night game first. Well, you really you, you studied journalism. Keep them waiting. Keep them waiting. Keep that's them exactly. Waiting. That's actually we, we got taught inverted pyramid. We weren't Inver- supposed yeah, to. Yeah, inverted waiting. pyramid is that's the you're just doing the pyramid. I'm just doing the pyramid, which, <laughs> yeah. you know, our, our guy Ralph Russo at the Associated Press would say we can't do that. We got to invert that pyramid. But we go to the Coliseum. Notre Dame is a five and a half point underdog at USC. Ari. I, I've I've been very clear on this. USC is either going to win these next two games and Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman Trophy or that defense is going to fail them at some point. The only two scenarios, yeah. So where does the defense fail them? Where, which is gonna more fail. likely? Here or against if they have to play? See, I think Oregon 
as a matchup in the Pac-12 title game is the more likely spot where the defense fails him. Notre Dame, somewhat pedestrian on, on offense. But I will point out, who has had the single best offensive performance against USC's defense this year? And I realize there's a lot to choose from. I don't even know where I would begin to remember that. Everybody scored a million points on them. Well, let me think about it. I mean, they gave 45 points to Arizona. Yeah. They? 37 points to Arizona. They, they did, but that's not it. Utah? Dalton, Dalton Kincaid. Record-breaking performance against USC. What position does Dalton Kincaid play? He had 15 catches for 217 yards in this game. What position does he play? Um, wait a second. Are you talking about individual players, or are you pl- are you talking about uh, yes, I'm talking end. about individual right. But like, are you talking about individual players? Or are you talking about uh, Ari? What is Notre Utah's Dame's tight best, end? What yeah, is Mayer. Notre Dame's yeah. best? I get what you're doing here, Michael yeah. Mayer. Yes. Dude, Kincaid is a beast, though. How tall is he? Is he like six six? Uh, I, I believe he's I believe six five, but I can take a look. But he and he is six four, six four two forty. Michael Mayer. He looks taller than that when you watch him on TV. Is a be, is is considered a better NFL prospect than Dalton Kincaid. You know what's he's, crazy too is when Utah plays, they like pepper him with passes over and over again too. Mm-hmm. Like I think I watched a drive. I don't remember what Utah game I was watching, but they threw it to him like on six straight plays, and because he, he's a screen tight end, exactly. they can use him in a lot of different ways. Yeah, and actually, they had two tight ends like that. Uh, Queethy got hurt earlier in the year. Who? Uh, Brandon Queethy. I'm not saying it again. Stop. The point is, USC has struggled against a really good tight end, and now they're about to yeah. see an elite tight end. Yeah, I. Uh, I think they will lose one of the next two games because I don't think that you can go 3 and 0 against good teams playing defense like that. And I just don't know which one to assign it to. Yeah. And I think that everybody's like looks at Oregon and goes, "Oh my god, they're awesome." Like this is the type of game. I also I think Notre Dame's defense is is maybe a little bit better than what USC's been seeing of late. I would think that would be the case too because no one plays D in that conference. Yeah. So that's the other thing Caleb Williams really is going to have to be Superman. And I actually think that Notre Dame has a chance to win this game outright. I'm picking Notre too. Dame. Yeah. Oh, very nice. I'm going to uh, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to pick USC. So are you going to pick USC to lose when we're together? I might. With a scorpion shot on the line. Yeah. So it's money and scorpion shot. Well, we don't know if it'll be money. If Notre Dame wins, it won't be money. Should I start hedging now? Like should I just throw 300 on Notre Dame no. this weekend? No. To hedge your wallet? You don't need to hedge me. Whatever will happen will happen, Ari. Our thing goes for three years. Like, even if Notre Dame beats USC this weekend, you haven't lost. I you think still have USC, 2023 and 2024. USC, like, this is their best window, I think. I don't think so. I think next not, year's their best window. In year window. three, when they're the best, they're going to have the hardest schedule. I think next year's their best window. Yeah. Well, I don't know who they're losing. Aren't they losing Addison? Yeah, but they'll just get somebody else out of the portal. They yeah. have Caleb Williams. That's what matters. Yeah, I don't know who they're going to get, so it's kind of hard to. Ari, it is time. We have we've delayed long enough, and I don't know about you, but for me, I, I've mostly been delaying because I I don't know, I don't know who to pick in this game. Michigan headed to the horseshoe as a seven and a half point underdog. You messed with my head the other day. When we were on with Scott Dockerman, this was before the the cottage cheese. Yeah, then then all the wheels fell off. When when you said if last year's result had never happened, how would you pick this game? I was like, well, of course I take Ohio State to roll. So why should so, I not be doing that yeah. now? Chat, everybody who's listening, tell us who you think is going to cover the seven and a half point spread. I just want to see what people think. Um, I um, have thought a lot about this, and I'm going to get called a homer. But based on what these teams have, the best players on the field this year are in Ohio State's favor, not Michigan's favor. Right. And last the game year, is the, in the Columbus. single best player was on Michigan's team and maybe the second best player too. If we're, if we're saying Ajabo was the second best player, the game is in Columbus. 
Ryan Day has a firsthand blueprint of how Michigan will beat them because that's the only way they can beat them, I think. They paid a defensive coordinator $2 million to come in and toughen up their defense. JT Tuimalohau has emerged as one of the best defensive linemen in college football. CJ Stroud is a Heisman contender. They've got the best receiving core in college football. And I believe their defense is much improved overall from what it was last year. So why would I think that Michigan's going to go into Columbus and beat them? And I know we're not talking about beating them. Add into the fact that Corum is also potentially injured, or he's injured, potentially uh, not playing, will likely play, but probably won't be 100%. But also remember, Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams probably not 100%, maybe not playing. We don't know. But if if they're injury well Mayon Williams their number one backs injury is a upper body hand injury right wrist injury right. yeah so, so I, probably, I can they I said could they probably get behind play. that that as being good for Ohio State I just think that there is a chance that we are hyping this game up and the we regress back to the normal and Ohio State not only wins but wins this game by a comfortable margin so I, 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 before I make this pick, mm-hmm. let me say that the caveat is if Michigan comes out and just bull, bulls them over again physically, which is 100% a scenario that's on the table, I will be wrong. And when we do our post-game reaction to that game, I will come in and talk about how I'm wrong. I just don't think that the pieces add up together this year for Michigan to keep this game within a touchdown. I just don't. I think Ohio State's going to win by potentially three scores in this game. Wow. That is... uh... But also, too, Ohio State is prone to grab ass. I just think that they won't play grab ass in this game. And, like, also, too... Is it me just wanting the Big Ten to be a more open competition each year? Because that's what... But we got it this year. So, I guess what... Did we or not? We, We didn't get it if... Well, this game is the first time these two teams are facing each other since 06 undefeated. I mean, the team that made the playoff last year wasn't Ohio State. You know, like everybody talks about the weather in this game. Ohio State threw for 400 yards in this weather last year. Like, it's not like they can't throw the ball. So I, the flu, the weather sickness or excuses were dumb excuses for a team that got their ass kicked last year. I I will say... I think the more important thing that happened last year was Michigan battering C.J. Stroud. If they can get to C.J. Stroud, they have a chance in this game. If they can't, he will pick them apart. And the two players that did it the most are in the NFL right now. That's that's the question. So, like, yeah, I mean, they've got good players. I mean, one of the freakiest athletes in the country is on their team. I don't know. Talk me out of it. That That's the only thing I can say is Mozzie Smith is is – pushing the pocket that there is, you know, there is pressure on Stroud and that's how they're doing it. But again, that feels to me like the only way that works that, and and because you, you, that puts Ohio state's defense back on the field repeatedly and quickly and requires them to get mashed on by, by Michigan's offense. Now here, here's an alternate thing. Okay. In Michigan's favor. And I think we're talking in circles here a little bit because this is an extremely hard game to pick. I think you're right. If you look at Ryan Day's behavior this week, canceling senior tackle, which is their mm-hmm. their tradition there, not canceling right. it, moving it past Right, moving it past week. this game, saying, saying there's going to be practice next week. Gave me John Cooper vibes. Ooh. Because Uh there is a – Ohio State is a very hard job. He's lost one conference game in three years or whatever it's been. Was he 31-1 and or something like that? The only regular season Big Ten game Ryan Day has lost as Ohio State's coach is last year's Michigan game. The only Big Ten game in general, right? Have they lost another Big Ten game? No, you're right. They haven't. All the other ones have been Clemson in the playoff, Oregon in a non But Ryan Day, who is a incredibly – Alabama in the national title game. Yeah, I don't think they've lost another Big Ten game. 
incredibly competitive human being. You don't see it at the podium. He's mild-mannered. He's nice. He doesn't get fired up on the sidelines. But there is a mental aspect to this thing where you go into the game and you make it bigger than it already is in your head. You're intimidated emotionally by it. Not saying that he is, but the behavior of this game and treating it where you can't have your own traditions and stuff. Just something to think about. I could be wrong. Ohio State could win 56 to 10 and I'm an idiot. But if Ryan Day is coaching for his reputation, which he kind of is, let's be honest. You know how people in Columbus are going to react if they lose this game. Right. Then then you got to hammer Michigan. The pressure, all of it, is on Ohio State right now. Because yeah. if Michigan loses, it's just like, ah, well, we've been here before. If Ohio State loses, we have to talk about whether or not Ohio State's coach is the right man for the job. And not, I don't mean me and you, but this is going to be a discussion. That's something the Ohio State people will talk about yes. long before we talk And it will be something it. we yes. see in Twitter mentions yeah. and message boards. And there will be a certain level of angst. Right. They will talk about it among themselves and we'll go, what are you guys, crazy? And then... Because Urban Meyer and Jim Trestle killed Michigan. Yes. It's the hallmark of their careers there. Yeah. Being one and two... You know what that means. So I, 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 that's my that's my take on it. A little. I, I don't know if I said it. I'm not accusing him of. So what do you think happens? What What are you saying happens in the game? My personal opinion, based on and also stars have to matter, right? A little right. bit. Dudes everywhere. Ohio State has dudes everywhere. Michigan does not have dudes everywhere. Um, I think in order for Michigan to win this football game, uh, JJ McCarthy has to be a man who makes plays. Blake Corum has to get 150 yards of rushing and Ohio state needs to, uh, or they need to pressure CJ Stroud very well of those three things that have to happen. The most important of which has to be Michigan running it at will, because I don't think that Michigan's going to be throwing the ball all over the place. Those are tall asks for a team going on the road against a desperate team that can't lose this game again. I think Ohio state's going to win this game by two or three, three scores. I think Michigan to cover. State. I'm not. I'm not picking yeah. Michigan to win outright, but I'm picking Michigan to cover. I think this is going to be close. I think they are going to be able to get some pressure on C.J. Stroud. I think they will be able to run the ball a little bit. But the question is, how much pressure do they get on C.J. Stroud? Can they nullify that athletic? Advantage? I just don't know if they really don't the run wild. How this could be a close game? Like, how would that manifest? If they're not Never. running the ball down their throat, hey, how does JJ, it look? J.J. hasn't had to throw anybody to a victory yet. We don't know that he can't do it. We've just never seen him have to do it. Yeah. So also, and we're now into this with JJ. Stars matter. Hey, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, that's no the best idea. part. So, like, but yeah, I, hey, we do have some breaking news. Our Matt Fortuna is reporting that Lance Leipold has been extended through 2029 by Kansas. Yeah, huge. Does, that's a long time. Does that mean that Wisconsin and Nebraska? Have decisions made. We 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 assume that Wisconsin's probably headed toward Jim Leonard getting the job permanently. Does that mean Nebraska's got a target? I'm sure there's a guy out there that they'd probably like. I think there's several. But you know, the question is, is it somebody that they can snap up right now? Who might have had an NFL job earlier this year? Or is it somebody who is currently coaching? I guess we'll find out because if it's the person who was in the NFL, that person can take the job right now. If it's someone currently coaching, that means we're talking about Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or if they're in a championship game, the following week. So we, we've got some, some sleuthing to do. But congratulations to Lance Leipold on all the money. And yeah, congratulations hey. to Kansas. You kept him. <laughs> congratulations for all the money is like the same thing as saying with somebody congratulations on the sex after they announced pregnancy. A hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. Andy, before we go, can I just read something on the podcast? Please do. This is a reporter asking uh, committee chair Boo, Boo Corrigan. Corrigan about Clemson. Can I hitting just do him it? Hitting him where he lives. I've read the question. Go for it. Do you think it's funny or do you think I'm overblowing it? I think it's hilarious. I'm trying to get in my head or get my head around LSU being ranked ahead of Clemson. This they is the reporter, ha- not Ari. This is the reporter, not me. They have they each have a blowout loss. LSU to Tennessee, Clemson to Notre Dame, both top 15 teams, but LSU has that loss. 
virtual home loss to Florida State, a team that Clemson beat on the road. How much do you call it a virtual home loss? And NC State did win the game. Yeah. Okay. How much do you consider common opponents as far as ranking these two teams? We talk about it, and we talked about it, and you told me weeks ago that the committee values that Clemson win over NC oh, State. Oh, he's talking a, about the LSU law. I guess. Yes. Okay. Clemson win over N- NC State as a legitimate top 10, top 15 win because they had Devin Leary at that time. Nobody in the national media is giving Clemson credit for that win as a quality win. Does the committee still continue to value that win over NC State and as a top 10 or top 15 win? Why are you incorrectly ranking my favorite team? Did he say that? No, I added that part. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it, yeah. he did. He did in four sentences before it. I just summarized it. Now, granted, NC State was a different team with Devin Leary on it. It's also still a team that just lost to BC. Devin Leary or no. What is this? Like supposed to be the, if they played NC State with Devin Leary, that's supposed to be the thing that vaults them ahead of the SEC team. That is in position to potentially win the conference. Like is the that, one that the one that beat Alabama and only can make the playoff if it beats Georgia. The, the Clemson like, team we've watched all years. We're saying, look at that NC State win. Put them right. in the playoff. Is that what we're doing? Actually, he's saying, look at that Florida State win. Put them in the playoff. Yeah. All right. Well, enjoy the games, guys. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm very much. I, I am so excited to watch the Ohio State Michigan game, but I'm also so excited to watch USC Notre Dame. It's Thursday, uh, Thanksgiving. Egg Bowl, Egg Bowl. baby. We got, we got some big games on Friday. NC State, North Carolina. Drake yep. made. Can he bounce back from the Georgia Tech loss? And we, I want, we, I'm ready for all of it, man. We truly appreciate you guys being here. Uh, yes. Whether you're here live or, or listening to it, uh, you know, uh, in podcast form. And I just wanted to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving and a sincerest uh, thank you from me uh, during the holiday times. I get a little sentimental. Uh, and I just want you all to enjoy your cottage cheese. <laughs> you beat me to it <laughs> i did <laughs> yes well enjoy you your black cottage. olives yes enjoy your cottage cheese and black olives and we will talk to you after the games <laughs>